So what do you make of this? For what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh. You, you may understand what it means, but do you experience what it means? Well, hello, Colin Cook here, and how it happens. Thanks for joining me today. You're listening to the good news of the gospel. We're exploring the book of Romans. We're in chapter 8, and this book tells us more than any other book in the Bible the details of salvation, how God brings it about, and how he leads us to trust in him, and what that trust is all about. So, thanks for joining me today. This broadcast will actually train your faith. That's the goal that I have in broadcasting uh, so that you don't simply learn something intellectually, but that you practice it. Practicing faith is a very strange kind of thing to do, you know, because faith isn't natural. It is uh, something that God gives that is the very opposite of our human nature. Our human nature is to doubt. Our human nature is to be fearful and uh, full of guilt. But faith is trusting. Faith is knowing that we are well in our souls before God. How in the world can we believe that? Well, that's what this is all about. So, we look at Romans 8, verse 1, do you see here? For there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, for the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. That's what we looked at yesterday and the day before. Now then, for what the law could not do in that it was weak in the flesh. Now I'm stopping in halfway through a sentence, but I think you can grasp it. For what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh. What could the law not do? You see, Paul is explaining why there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. He's explained that there's no condemnation because we are dead to the law. He's brought that uh, conclusion from chapter 7. And then he's saying there's no condemnation because we are now in this law of the spirit of life. That is, we're in a new realm of existence where there is now no more judgment for us because Christ took the judgment and because Jesus is our righteousness. And then he says, now why, then he implies, now why is all this necessary? Because the law could not do what it was, should have been able to do through the flesh. For what the law could not do in that it was weak in the flesh. So, we look at this and we say, the law of God, the Ten Commandments, thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt love the Lord your, your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, that those commandments were given by God, but human nature could not comply with them. Human nature could not conform so why did God give those commandments in the first place then? What was the point of it? Well, it's implied in this verse, isn't it? For what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh. You see, God had to reveal to the world the weakness of human nature. 
And that seems to be pretty obvious to us as as Christians. Well, we were very aware about the weakness of human nature, aren't we? Well, are we really? Well, we'll come to that in a minute. But the point about sin is this. Sin creates a delusional self-confidence. Sin says, I can be okay without God. Thank you very much. That's what Adam and Eve fell into, that trap. They fell into it, that they could live independently of God, without walking with him, without trusting in him, without taking his guidance and his love. They could operate without him. And human nature has thought that it could do that ever since. And modern science and social evolution and all of that today implies that human nature, human beings are on their own. They've got to save the planet and they're going to inherit the, inhabit the universe by their own mechanisms and technology and all the rest of it, do you see? Human nature is not aware of the weakness of human flesh. But this is what the law was meant to do. It was not meant to create righteousness in man. Paul, the whole gospel in the book of Romans, is revealing that. Christ is our righteousness. Why would then the law want to reveal the weakness of human flesh? So that what the law points to, Jesus Christ, the Savior, the Messiah, the solution to humanity, so that Jesus Christ is relevant to us means something. It makes sense because we can't make it on our own. Now, I said at the beginning of the broadcast, you may understand this verse intellectually, but do you experience it? That's the first part of it, I mean. For what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh. Now, think of this. The law is what our conscience is all about a consciousness of right and wrong, a consciousness of what we ought to do and what we fail to do, good and evil, an awareness of guilt and shame, or rather guilt and innocence. Now then, when you are aware of bordering on guilt or bordering on bad behavior or neglectful behavior, or behavior that is not creative and good and, and, and beneficial to other people. What is the temptation? The temptation, you might say, is to switch God off and just go our own way. Well, yes, that's a possibility, but there's another temptation, and it possibly comes in before that one of switching God off. And it is the temptation to try harder to do better, in other words, to comply with the law. Conscience makes us feel guilty, and so what do we do? We try to do better so that we won't feel guilty. Now that is the beginning of ang- and the beginnings of anxiety neurosis in the human heart and mind. That is why the world flees to antidepressants and various mood-altering drugs to take away what can only be taken away fully or at least effectively to the degree that we can in this world that can only take away the guilt and the shame. Faith is what takes that away. 
So, you see, what we do with this verse, we may understand it, that is, the law couldn't do what it should do because of the weakness of our flesh, but we don't experience it that way. We experience it by wanting to comply with the law. To put it another way, we yield to the temptation of the law. The law tells you you can be righteous. The law tells you you can be uh, perfect. Or the law doesn't tell you that, but you think the law tells you that. And the law is there and dangled before us by Satan himself, who wants to deceive us by the law. It's dangled before us in order to move us into perfectionism of the flesh. Perfection of the flesh. Perfection of human nature and thereby to make redundant or unnecessary faith in Jesus Christ. So, now when I ask you the question, do you experience this verse? You may realize, well, I don't think I do. For what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh. I don't experience that it was weak through the flesh. I'm always trying to be better and to be accepted by God by what I do. So I haven't accepted in my experience that my flesh is weak. My humanity cannot comply with the law. I know this might be a little bit of an intellectual shocker to you. It might be something that uh, stirs your brain up a bit, and that's exactly what's needed. You see, the next part of the verse says, For what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh, God did by sending his own Son. We'll talk about what God did by sending his own Son in a minute. But you see the contrast that Paul is making. The law cannot produce in human flesh what we think it should do. But God has produced something as an alternative that is in his Son. And so what we are gradually drawn to is this. The law does do something very, very beneficial. It doesn't bring us to righteousness it doesn't bring us to holiness, but it brings us to emptiness. It brings us to our nothingness. It reveals to us our utter brokenness. And we should not resist that revelation by saying, Oh, Lord, okay, I'll try to do better. But rather to say to our Heavenly Father, Father, thank you that the law that is in my conscience that reveals right and wrong and good and evil has made it clear to me that I am a sinner and I cannot possibly produce the obedience that the law requires. But I thank you for what the law has done. It has revealed to me my inadequacy, my weakness, and therefore I trust in Christ, who is my righteousness, who takes away the burden of my guilt, who shows to me that there's no more judgment upon me because he took my judgment, and who is righteous before God, before you, Father, on my behalf. Now, isn't that amazing when you think of it? The law actually, properly understood, will make us spiritual people not by 
its own making us spiritual people, but rather by the law pointing to what Christ is for us. The law cannot produce the righteousness, but the law can point to him who is righteous. So ask yourself this question then, am I misusing the law? Am I trying to use it as a vehicle for goodness when it is meant to be a revelation of badness so that I turn to Jesus Christ? Well, thank you very much for joining me today, and uh, I hope that you are learning to train your faith. That's the whole purpose of this broadcast. Now, if you would like to help to keep the broadcast going, that would be so very much appreciated. The program costs about $850 to $900 per month to air on KLTT. That's about $39 per radio broadcast. And you've heard me say in the last few days that we've had some extraordinary expenses owing to the crash of my, the whole computer program in my studio. And so we've had to get a new computer, uh, we've had to get new software, and we've had to pay, pay a data recovery uh, company for recovery of the files. So if you would like to help, that's cost us, by the way, several thousand dollars. If you would like to help with a donation to recoup our losses, uh, then I would appreciate it very, very much. This ministry lives from hand to mouth, and uh, so uh, we need your help. So if you'd like to make a donation, please send it to FaithQuest, P.O. Box 366, Littleton, Colorado, 80150, uh, 60 rather. That's FaithQuest, P.O. Box 366, Littleton, Colorado, 80160. Or you can make your donation online at faithquestradio.com. That's faithquestradio.com. Now, that uh, website, although it is not up to date, we can't access it anymore, but it has lots of wonderful archives where you can listen to these broadcasts from years ago as well as the present. So thank you very, very much, and uh, I'll see you next time. Cheerio, then, and God bless.